Good morning. It's really early here. Five o'clock in the morning. And it's really warm. But I've slept a lot. And I'll sleep in again. The birds are outside making lots of noise. Saying, Oi, get out of my tree. <laughs> and there's loads of trees. They are, that's what they're saying. I heard this like Russell Brand thing years ago. And he was talking about birds and trees. And he goes, basically, it's birds going, Oi, mate, get off my branch. <laughs> I'll never forget that. But um, anyway, so obviously this podcast is very therapeutic for me. It's a, it's um, I spoke to a lot of different friends yesterday. And because of COVID, we do speak more on the phone, um, or interact a lot online with each other, but in a really different kind of turn I suppose because a lot of my friends are better isolate um, or have family that have had to isolate so they've had to isolate so subsequently worked from home um, more so in my community but I have friends all over the world so we're in really different situations so So we're all a lot closer than we used to be. Not that we wasn't close anyway, but I, I, do you know, I think that's the upside of COVID. Mm, because you have to take a positive from something negative. Um, you know, in order to... And I think that taking something positive from something negative can really ease that kind of angst because COVID had so many negative oh just there was so many wasn't there Um, there was so much stuff anyway so yeah so speaking to a lot of friends about lots of different stuff which was really nice um and I just wanted to talk about, um, yeah, so my last therapy session that I had, we were speaking about, or actually I should say that my therapist brought up, my therapist is called Bronwyn, really lovely lady, and um, we were talking about the steps that I've taken and the steps that I need to take to recover to get better and normally Bronwyn will lead the conversation and then obviously I'll answer and sometimes it can go a little bit off on a tangent obviously because of me um but that's okay but I think she she sets up some questions or conversational pieces that we're gonna have or that she wants answers for not you know, if she's doing a job, she's there to kind of make sure that I'm okay. That I think primarily that I'm not going to hurt myself. Um, or 
just oh and obviously well she's um, she's paid to to do it but on a personal level um she does break into personal levels which I, I really like actually she's like you know this isn't a professional opinion this is a personal opinion and she lets me know that and I like that because you know you could you, you are a number unfortunately you are a number but you also are you're not a number I mean that's the, that's a very big thing obviously with you know big corporates you are unfortunately just a number those days where it was it was even personalized are gone you know we're not robots so we do have feelings so there needs to be some kind of personalization some kind of humanity to things so when she breaks into saying that it, it's comforting and we do laugh and we joke you know it, more so because I say uh, the F bomb, <laughs> or, or, or break into swearing, um, and I think she finds it really funny. I don't know what kind of, I don't know about her other service users, but um, the F bomb is my favourite one. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm also quite um, realistic. So I have about an hour with her. And I get about 45 minutes deep and I go, oh, okay, do we need to um, organise the next time we speak to each other? And she's just like, Sidel, most people want to carry on the conversation and you, you just, you're preparing for the next time we talk. And I was like, well, you know, I'm just respectful of the fact that you have a job and you've got to get off the phone with me to start another job. Um, I don't think she's used to that. I am quite methodical like that, but, and, you know, um, respecting someone's time is is really important and it's a job that she's doing so you know respect that and let that person be kind of thing so we were talking about um the steps that I've taken to holistically um and obviously I do take medication but I'm on the lowest dosages um I have to say I a lot of people say they feel numb from medication. I don't. I don't really. I do know that when I feel stressed, if I take the medication, it seems to even me out. I calm down. If I have a moment where I feel upset, it can calm me down, which I like that. And I know that I'm mindful that I don't and shouldn't be dependent on that. That what I need to do to train myself, I need to train myself that I need to naturally learn how to do it. And I can do that. I am capable of that anyway. Um, and that's what my friends say they like about me because I might have a moment where I feel upset but once I've spoken about something and rationalised it, I calm down for as fast as I get upset. That that kind of, any kind of panicky or upset moment, any moment that is not a happy moment, is literally just that. It's a moment in time. It's not, it doesn't last, it passes. And, you know, for me, that's that's 
a really good coping mechanism, but also learn um, a really good breathing technique. So when you have a moment, especially where I'm out and there's a moment of disassociation, um, I stop. I tend to like maybe touch a wall or I don't know, something around me to kind of, something sensory, you know, and just breathe and think, okay, sit down. So say I was on my local high street, because I never, I don't venture, when I'm in hull, I don't venture too far away from home unless I'm with someone. Um, just because that's the right thing to do right now, you know. So, I'll stand, or I'll sit, or I'll lean on my bike or something, and do my breathing techniques. I just think, okay, where are you? And I'll be like, okay, so if I'm on Newland Avenue, okay, your carer's house is around the corner. That shop there has your friend in it. That shop there has your friend in it. That coffee shop, everyone knows you in it. What is upsetting you? And just really focus on... on safety and finding your feet. Can I walk? No, I need two more minutes just... Just here and I'm not hurting anyone. I don't mean hurting anyone literally. I just mean like it's okay to just not do something, you know. So, and then all of a sudden, whatever that cloud was, is gone. And isn't that great? So, yeah, less, less dependent on the medication because I don't want to be on it forever. It is there. And I am going to use it for as long as I need it. It's there for a reason. It's there to support me. And thankfully, you know, I haven't had to up my medication. My clinician has spoken about that, but she only spoke about that in it in response to if I got if I got worse because my internal shake it's in its seventh month now but it's nowhere near as bad as it was actually so this is why the steps to recovery and and of course everyone's steps to recovery are different and they work at a different pace for everyone you know you're allowed to uh, what do you, what's the word Well, if you fall at a hurdle, that's okay. It's hard to describe what I'm trying to say, actually. Um, I suppose it's like when an alcoholic is in, hasn't had a drink, and then they drink again. Um, it's almost like you're in remission, and then, you know, whatever it is, kind of pops up again or something like that I suppose god it's really hard to describe what I'm trying to say um anyway yeah you're allowed to I suppose yeah setbacks that's a good way to put it um 
because we, you know, we're only human, and I, I refuse to beat myself up about having a setback emotionally, because that perpetuates it, just make it makes it ten times worse, doesn't it? Like, okay, so you fucked up a bit. Well, right, okay, we've done that. I'm human. I've acknowledged it. And you need to look at why you might have had a setback as well and go and evaluate it and just go, okay, well, it was that. What can I do in the future to to just maybe not go there again, you know? Because the only way you can recover is if you look forward. So part of that looking forward is the podcast. Because me sharing something that I've gone through isn't a new thing. I've been doing this kind of, I suppose, motivational stuff. But I don't really like talking like that because it's a little bit big-headed. And I'm not not that person. So for about nine years, so I've had... I've had other stuff that I'm not comfortable going into right now, but where I helped other people, I helped other people as well as myself, but I was only actually really, I was blogging, um, and it helped a lot of other people as well as myself, which, you know, is really humbling because... it was very strange but I was blogging to kind of help myself through a situation that well grief and loss is is a terrible terrible thing Um, but I know that it helped me and I also wrote about I ended up talking about dating as well and that that helped a lot of men actually I hoped it would be there for women, but weirdly, men reached out and shared some very, very powerful stories with me. And I say story, obviously, that it's their reality, so I'm not trying to make light of um, bad situations. It's just a turn of phrases, isn't it, story, I suppose. Ultimately, what I'm saying is these podcasts, uh, if I've had something on my mind or, I don't know, I've had the radio on or I've seen a a status, status, whatever you want to call it, um, a social media platform, or there's been something that's in the news, it's, um, it's good to come here and talk about it because I do get feedback from my podcast people do message me or the, and they've listened to it um, they send me messages or what you know and to have a voice and to have a platform to discuss is a really powerful tool and if you use that tool I, this podcast, my Instagram, and you acknowledge things and you deal with things, it's almost like a, it's, 
it's a virtual diary and I think that's just modern times you know it's just uh, obviously how people are dealing with things but to have it on record and years and years later you can or even months or days you can see your progression is a really wonderful thing like I don't really I don't go back and read my old blogs I don't read anyone else's blogs so much the same I don't really listen I don't listen to anyone's um podcasts I used to before this but you know that the whole plagiarism thing like if you if you're writing oh god you can easily without well okay I could say for me I could easily probably listen to a podcast and take some of that on on and not realise so for me I'm a bit like horse with blinkers on sorry I am in bed Um, and yeah not listen to other things I listen to yeah to my own to my mind and my heart and my feelings and my emotions um, rather than a narrative from somewhere else which is fine, you know these people are doing what I'm doing for the same kind of I, I don't, I mean I'm not monetizing off this this is, this is just something this is something to help me heal actually yeah and I hope it helps you too, you know, even if this podcast only helps one person. That's one person that felt lonely, isn't it? Or isolated or on their own, like they were suffering on their own. And no one even needs to reach out to my podcast or my Instagram. No one, no one needs to really care. Because this is a personal journey. So if I can help someone, great. But the person I need to help the most is myself. And I learned that, well, years ago, really. But, um, yeah, so we was talking about... So I've moved. Because you can't stay, you can't live in an environment that was once really toxic. you're just not going to heal you're not going to get better so I left my old home and I've moved I've actually really upgraded the place that I moved into has all fresh paint the ceilings, the walls the woodwork's obviously been all been sanded down and repainted and it's like proper solid wood none of that um cheap nonsense and uh, fresh carpets fresh liner the skirting boards have all been painted new bathroom suite with a walk-in shower and um, a separate bath I've got a utility area for my laundry imagine that a utility area separate from the kitchen to fold all your laundry and stuff it's lovely um, a really cute hallway so I've dressed that up to look really nice with a big Moroccan rug 
and plants and stuff and my shoes are all outside so you don't bring any dirt in um and it's really i'm on the top floor so i've got um yeah there's a bit of the hallway that's just for me so i can dress that up it's not no one has to go past it so it's really nice big beautiful old banister big wooden banister it's lovely and a really big old house oh and i've got double glazing sash windows so they must have cost an absolute fortune um yeah it's just really nice and part of the recovery is um well i've got another year and a half left and then what happens is i get reviewed and uh they decided whether i need to stay the way i'm all whether I think I can go back into work or not again. So, which I don't think I'll be ready for. I think I'll need definitely more time after that. So, yeah. And you need to acknowledge who you are. And you know, because we all have faults. Every single one of us. Even someone that you put on a pedestal that you think is, uh, that you think's perfect, so I've got the perfect life. No one has, and no one is perfect. Even on the surface, if they look perfect, they're not. And everyone has problems, everyone has things going on. It's just how you deal with those, I suppose. Because I went. You know, when you split up with someone or something bad happens, you there are phases and I've gone through all the negativity phase. That's been and gone for me. Thankfully, you know, it was a moment and it's gone. And now I'm kind of in the phase where I've dealt with all those demons. I've admitted, I've admitted my side in it, because, you know, I'm not perfect. I've done and said things that I regret, and I've said sorry for those things. Um, I've acknowledged them, because I aren't perfect, and I've done things that were terrible and that I regret. Um, but I, I, you know, I earned those things. So, my next step is... And thankfully, I'm I'm in that mode. If you've ever seen Friends, this like Chandler goes through this thing where he splits up with someone, and he says, "I'm in face so and so," and goes to I think does he goes to a strip club with the girls. I think so. Um, but I'm ready for a new relationship, so because it's really hard to let someone new in. So I've had several dates um, with really lovely guys, actually. Really, really nice guys. It's just that chemistry hasn't been there, that connection that you need. But initially, you think that it is. And then, you know, you date a few times and nothing bad, nothing horrible, just it's not working. And that's okay. 
but yeah it's uh i mean i spoke to my my clinician i spoke to my therapist and several of my friends because i wanted a a very broad broad, sorry very broad perspective on what they think and feel and if they can if they can pop if they can see something in me that i don't positive or negative you know because i'm happy to take both on board and listen listen hearing something negative about yourself is never a comfortable thing however you have to listen to that to kind of to progress like it I mean, my friend, my friends will go, Sidel, I think that might not be a good idea, or don't think so, Sidel. And my friends will openly, on, especially on Facebook, as well, will go, no, Sidel, that's shitty, or... And I'll go, okay. And I'll thank them, because you need to hear that. We can't have yes people all the time. Um, so my friends do keep me in check. My family as well. Uh, they keep me in check and I need that we all need that we all need someone to go no Sidel that's not okay or I don't think so that's it and we laugh because I go okay sure I get it right I was being a knob right (laughs) okay and it really it censors me so I'm taking therapy I'm taking the medication the biggest thing was to move home because, God, I couldn't imagine moving. Oh, and actually, it wasn't that stressful. I just had to kick myself up my own bum and pack. So, I did, and I did, I've obviously done that. So, um, so, yeah, because I want to be with someone. I want to be in a relationship. I want to... I want to be adored. Don't we all want to be adored? Yeah. I'm loved and kissed. And this guy who I'm going on a date with tomorrow, we've spoken about going dancing together and I love swimming, so and he he doesn't know how to swim, so I mean, I can't say that I can teach him because I, I would worry about that. Um, but I would definitely love to go swimming with him. I'd love just in the pool. He's so adorable. He's so sweet. See, and this is when I know that I'm ready because I feel butterflies. And when I look at his picture, I feel quite shy. So this is like my inner voice telling me, Sidel, you ready for this? Because this could be the love of my life that I'm seeing tomorrow. It could equally not be, you know, because you have to be um, open-minded about these things. But what if I meet him and we look at each other and we he's very emotionally open. I 
all men say that they're not, and some aren't, and that's okay. But he is. And I really like that. If we look at each other and we just know, those feelings are so magical. So pure and gentle. Because we were talking, I was talking about romance with him yesterday. And he's like, Don't girls just want bad boys? I was like, oh, No, not all of us. I love romance. I love, I love those gentle, gentle, love filled moments that are done with pure, pure pleasure. Aren't they beautiful? And you see, that's what I want. You can't have romance all the time. I'm obviously realistic about that. But you can have good times and you can have gentle and beautiful, happy moments with someone. And isn't that lovely? I'm so glad that I'm in that zone again. Anyway, so yeah, I wouldn't say, you can't, I can't say, because it'd be wrong to say that getting in a new relationship is part of my recovery, because you don't get in a relationship to recover, you get in a relationship to, well, to get in a relationship. Um, But I would say that it was, it, it's a healthy progression. Uh, it's it's part of be, becoming, and I hate to say it, normal again. <laughs> Whatever fucking normal is. I mean, come on. My normal, I suppose. Yeah, let's go with that. My normal. Um, oh, dear. I think I should sleep. I'm going a bit of a tangent, aren't I? Like therapy. Ugh. God, I'm so glad that I don't have to do anything today. I've not planned anything because I just I think I'm gonna nap a lot, which is okay. Um. So. Yeah. I've addressed everything. I think. in a really I mean don't get me wrong I've been a bit of a dick at times um, yeah I have I've done things that I regret even in my road to recovery because I'm not there yet you know there's a long way to go there's a lot of there's a lot of work to do but I'm acknowledging that and I know that you know there's a lot of self-realisation a lot of personality traits that I need to that I need to look at but we all do you know, and, and anything, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I feel quite proud of myself, and my friends tell me that they are proud that they're proud of me as well, which is really, you know, is really lovely. Because they know the bad and the good, not just the good. Um, because you, the thing is, right. If you don't tell people the bad and the good, they haven't got the, the full story. 
So even some of the stuff that I've done that's really crappy, that is crappy, I've had to tell my friends because without that, what kind of friendship have you got? You know? So, and actually, if you're not telling your friends the whole truth, it's not really a friendship, is it? Because you don't trust them. So, yeah. There you go. Anyway, I need to go back to sleep. I hope you're okay. And remember, I am here. I am Sidel. I am Let Us Talk About It. Thank you.